In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. Hey, this is Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution with another edition of Southern Fried Soccer coming from Atlanta United's 3-1 win against Philadelphia here at an open-roofed Mercedes-Benz Stadium. I'm joined, as always, by Jason Longshore of 92.9 FM and SoccerDownHere.com. How are you, Jason? I'm good. We have to try to make sense of that craziness. Yeah, we're going to try. We're going to make this a quick podcast tonight because it was a very odd game, but really we don't need to go too deep into a lot of things. Uh, the game turned uh, on a Joseph Martinez penalty, his first penalty, his first of three goals tonight, which allowed him to tie the MLS record for hat tricks. He did it in 35 games, the quickest ever to get five hat tricks in the league. The first penalty came when uh, he was taken down by Raymond Gaddis. It wasn't the toughest penalty, but it was tougher than the one in New England uh, that got New England the tying goal. Yeah, there was, there was much more contact than that. I, once I finally saw the replay, I didn't think there was a whole lot to argue about and Philadelphia took as much time as possible to delay it so it could be looked at by the video assistant referee and Stoika made it clear that he was not going to go take a look and then things got a little bit nutty a little bit uh earlier in the game Alejandro Bedoya had just gotten torched along with most of Philadelphia's team by Darlington Nagby who went on about a 60 yard run down the middle of the pitch to stop him, Bedoya grabbed him by the shoulders and pulled him down. Easy call, easy yellow card. So as Martinez is lining up or thinking about taking his penalty as he's standing there, the referee is telling the players to get out of the box. Bedoya apparently puts a leg into the penalty he, box. He stepped back in to delay it again. And, and he was starts fiddling with his sock. Yep. Stoika sees this, brings out the yellow card. That would be... The second yellow card to Bedoya, automatic expulsion, and Harris Medunjian goes ballistic. A little bit. Uh, Jeff Lorenowitz is trying to break it up. Medunjian is getting in Stoika's face. Jeff Lorenowitz said it started with Medunjian basically telling the ref, that's his second yellow. How could you do that? And then... Ran over, got the second, he got another yellow card, appeared on replays to spit at Stoika. I don't know if it was intentional. I think it was just. I didn't think it was. I think it was just his his, his passion kind of coming out. Right. Um, And then he ran over and kicked the ball off the penalty spot. Uh, And this just went on for a few minutes, this whole episode. Uh, He got sent off, obviously. Philadelphia is down to nine men. So you think, okay, after Martinez takes the penalty, buries it, 
Atlanta United is going to walk away with this one just like they did against New England. Well, didn't not quite work so out that way. fast. It was uh, not that kind of night. No, it was... For most of the first half, Parkhurst and Martino said that they played too much as individuals and not as a team. Yes. Uh, I thought Barco probably had his worst game that I've seen him play in a while. Agreed. No no effort on no defense. Rhythm. There's no rhythm. He, and, and he, not in so much. It wasn't so much effort to me. It was more in the possession game that no rhythm at all. And I wonder how much of it was the natural let up with a two-man advantage combined with playing Wednesday, traveling back Thursday, getting yeah. completely and out fatigue. of rhythm training and fatigue. There, there was twice that he lost the ball, just dispossessed. He's frustrated. And just didn't even make a step yeah, to chase it back. And that's Hector Viaba type stuff. And that's can get into a little bit of a dangerous situation. Yeah, 11 on 9 is a little different with it. But. Well, Martino and Parker talked about that, too. You just don't yeah. train for that. No, no. Um, it's just weird. So, but, you know, flashing back to New England, Atlanta United can never get that second goal to put away the game. Mm-hmm. They come out, get the goal uh, off with, a – it looked like a tap-in, but it was actually a nice piece of skill from Martinez off a pass from Almiron. And Mikey Ambrose coming in the second half yeah. opened things up. Mikey Ambrose was excellent in another uh, – performance at left back this yep. time Ambrose and Almiron reconnected just like they did in New England and yep. it was Mikey and Miguel that combined to get that cross off Miguel finds Joseph at about the six yard spot so then you think okay they're up two to nothing game's over nope Philadelphia scores off a set piece a set piece in which Atlanta United's defenders just all kind of fell asleep and watched the ball go over their head uh, Pico or Pico was the first to react, got it, I think put it between Guzan's legs as he came out. He was the only one that really did anything. Two to one. Again, New England flashbacks. Atlanta United is not putting away the game and didn't do so until the 83rd minute when a cross by Gressel was blocked by Osino, who actually blocked it with his arm. And Martinez buries the penalty, gets the hat trick, ties the record. As Martino said, now let's get him the record all by himself. Uh, I asked Martinez if he was scared that his first penalty was going to be taken away by VAR and replay because he's already lost two goals that way. And he kind of laughed and then said no. Uh, it, he's always a good quote, or most always when he comes out. It's just rare that you get to get to talk to him. Yeah. Uh, so we knew we were going to get to talk to him tonight. He was in a good mood, which was cool. Yeah, it was really cool to see Joseph after the third goal – you know, kind of celebrate this time with the fans. You know, you, 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 and it's not, I don't think it's anything bad. I think it's just Joseph is so locked in. He, he's such a unique character. You know, just the way he plays, the way he presents himself, his personality on the field. He's, he's just so unique. But I noticed it tonight. He scores the goal, he goes over in front of the supporter section, and he has his arms out, kind of almost like in an embrace. And then when he comes off after being subbed, you know, that was. Maybe the first time that I've seen him really acknowledge the cheers from the fans in a, in a pretty cool way. Yeah. It was a special moment, I think, for him. So now uh, Atlanta United has 29 points, remains the leading points getter, the leader of the Supporter Shield in Major League Soccer. Will host the U.S. Open Cup on Wednesday against Charleston at Kennesaw State. They're going to use young guys. Martino said the guys that were on the bench tonight are going to be the guys, likely going to be the guys that start. So that's Ambrose, that's Zizou, that's Vasquez, that's Can, that's Kratz, that's Williams, that's Carlton. 
kind of think Goslin is going to come in there, or maybe some of the other young guys were. Goslin played tonight in Tampa Bay. Um, one thing about Charleston, real quick, if you don't follow USL, Charleston nine matches in a row without losing. Uh, veteran laden team manager Mike Anhauser has been there for almost twenty years. They they know exactly how they're going to play. They gave Atlanta some problems last year in the Open Cup. It will not be an easy contest, no matter what lineup Atlanta throws out there. No. And then two humongous games at NYFC and at Columbus. Columbus fought back from three goals down tonight to tie a struggling Toronto team in which Michael Bradley was responsible for all three goals <laughs> that Columbus me. scored. You texted me I went to watch the time. highlights. And you watch them, and it's true. This is the result that makes you wonder if Toronto is going to be able to bring it together. I mean, the the numbers were there where it was going to take a strong run, but a doable run. 1.78 points per game, I think, is what they needed to get to last year's number six spot, 50 points. Okay, they, they had you know, better than two points a game last year. That's doable. But this type of result where you give up a three-goal lead against a team that is missing their starting goalkeeper and their captain to national team duty... I don't know if Toronto is going to get out of this tailspin. The only thing that might help them is Orlando City is now once again in its own summer tailspin. Lost again, fourth consecutive loss uh, after six consecutive wins. They don't appear to be coming out of this anytime soon. Hey, here's what I'll tell you, though, is this Philadelphia team showed a lot tonight. I was really impressed with their, their heart. Their work, uh, Warren Carval playing the three central midfield positions by himself. Yeah. Um, Ackworth Warren. Warren yeah. Carvalho. I mean, I was impressed with him. I was impressed with Epps. I was impressed with uh, Pico. Sapong put in a good, hard shift. He, he couldn't find a goal, but he, he works hard. Philadelphia is going to be a team that's there at the end. New England's going to be a team that's there at the end. They came back from one goal down against the Red Bulls to win 2 1. Uh, the Eastern Conference, the bottom half of the playoff picture is wide open. And the West is just – I mean, Houston <laughs> loses at Montreal. Ooh. You can't do that. Mm-mm. You just can't if you're a Western Conference. LAFC uh, beaten by Dallas. Not uh, a surprise there. Not a surprise. Dallas is starting to come on strong. LAFC, the thing about them you have to keep in mind is when you start to look at their record against the top ten teams in the league, it's not that good. And people have really put LASC up there as a contender. I'm not buying it because they can't beat anybody with any pedigree. Well, some people say that about Atlanta United, too. That's, right. it's, it's a big difference. Jason has to go. He's got another gig. Bye, y'all. Uh, so I'm going to wrap this up. Um, and LA Galaxy tied with Portland, uh, which is not a good result for Portland. Um, so anyway, I've already posted the game story from Atlanta United Philadelphia. One of the more interesting things to come out of this game, actually, uh I'm paraphrasing this. Jim Curtin said that he was told uh, that Stoika, the referee, forgot that Bedoya already had one yellow card when he gave him another, which is just a shocking admission if that is true. Um, but that's just crazy. Uh, and and Curtin, again paraphrasing, said he would like Stoika to come out and admit that he was wrong this week. I don't think that's going to happen either. Um, I had submitted a question to be asked of Stoika. It didn't get done. Uh, there was somebody, there was a communication issue. Um, so we'll, we won't be able to find out unless Jonathan Tannenwald of the Inquirer goes to MLS and asks them. 
Um, so anyway, I've posted the player ratings. I'm going to post a few sidebars tomorrow, one on Joseph, one on the craziness that happened tonight, and one on this tough stretch of games upcoming for Atlanta United. And then we'll be back at it again next week. I hope you'll subscribe to this podcast, Southern Fried Soccer. I hope you'll follow me on Twitter at DougRobertsonAJC.com. And again, Atlanta United wins 3-1 to one off a hat trick by Joseph Martinez. I'm Ernie Suggs, race and culture reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And I'm Ned Ravone, lifestyle columnist. Atlanta has been known as the Black Mecca for so many years, but that means something different to everybody. It means everything to me. I've been living here for 24 years, and I am still amazed at how rich the city's Black culture continues to grow. Every day I wake up, I learn something new. Well, you all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that Black people might want to know about. Like historically Black colleges and universities. Atlanta's thriving art scene. And the city's growing neighborhoods. Wherever you live, we want to hear from you. We want to hear what issues are important to you. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL. Only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Oh,